Welcome to the best of seven. My name is Kyle Coster. I'm here with Lee and McEwen. We work for the biglead.com website on the internet. And one of the things that we've been doing this year, a real unique avenue that we've sought out. We're trying to get the corner on this. We're picking NFL games against the spread. Nobody's ever done it. We're having some great success with it. And through three weeks, I have to say, I'm pleasantly surprised at how well we're doing. We are 25 and 17. So we're going to continue the fun. We're going to go through, we're going to identify our seven best NFL bets of the weekend. We're going to talk about why we like one team, why we don't like the other team. But I think at the top, Liam, let me throw it over to you and say, have you been walking around with like a little extra pep in your step, knowing that we have been succeeding at like a 58% clip? Impressive math, Kyle. And uh, yes, I absolutely have. It's been a, honestly, it's been a pleasant surprise. I didn't have a lot of faith. We had done this once before of my first year working at the big lead and I came in last out of the, at the time, six people we were working with. So doing it again this year, part of a groundbreaking initiative. I mean, I feel really good about where we're at and I think we have a good handle on what these teams are like. And I think we could uh, make a tiny amount of money by doing uh, if anybody follows our lead. So let's do it. All right, so let's get right into it. Number seven, what's the seventh best NFL bet of the weekend? The seventh best bet of the weekend, I love the Jets to cover versus the Titans. The Jets are 7.5 point underdogs. Uh, I think it's a good dog bet just because the Jets have been so awful last year and through the early weeks of this year. And NFL teams, you know, if you pay attention, it's really hard to be that bad. And Zach Wilson, while he's not the second coming of Patrick Mahomes by any means, has not had an easy slate of games to start his career. The last two weeks especially have been against teams with really good pass rushes and really good defensive backs. The Titans have neither of those things. So I'm not saying the Jets are going to win, but I think to cover a touchdown in the .5 spread, I think that's a pretty good bet. Yeah, it's interesting with this team because you know at some point Zach Wilson is going to take that next step. He's going to have the game where, oh, this is the guy who was the number two pick in the draft. And you're going to be like, okay, well, this is why they thought he could play immediately. It's been weird. There is a stink to this franchise that feels a lot like the stink of the Lions franchise where it's like you can't fairly assess what's going on for the Titans element of this. Yes. Derek Henry is a beast and yes, they have unbelievable playmakers at the wide receiver position, but yet they find themselves in these close games down the stretch all the time. And you kind of wonder if they're maximizing their talent. So, well, I feel the obvious trepidation that comes with picking the jets. I think that extra half a point is really important. The number six best NFL bet of the weekend. I'm going with the Saints. They're seven and a half point favorites over the Giants. They are playing at home. Jameis Winston has been really good and really economical in two of three games. And the Saints defense made Aaron Rodgers look like a nobody in week one. And then they were excellent again this past Sunday. So I think that This is going to be the story of New Orleans season where for two weeks, they look like very viable playoff contenders. And maybe the third week, you're going to have some deviation because can you really trust Winston to be excellent for 17 games? I don't think so. Maybe he'll be really good for 12. I think this is one of those 
weekends. The Giants, if you look at Daniel Jones' statistics, he's actually ranked pretty high. This offense showed some hope against the Giants, but I think this is going to be going into a hornet's nest. The turnovers really bother me. I think this one gets out of hand. I feel very confident taking the Saints, who want to probably make a statement and say, look, we want to be three and one. We want to assert ourselves as the best team in the NFC and say, look, it's not a fluke that we're going to be competing for one of those playoff spots, if not the division, if they can find a way to win some head to head against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think seven and a half is a pretty generous line for uh, New York. But at the end of the day, you can trust that you cannot trust Jameis Winston, but you can trust that a Sean Payton led offense with Alvin Kamara in the mix is going to spot you two to three touchdowns a week. And then you add in the fact that the Saints have a really good defense, as you mentioned, shut down Aaron Rodgers. They had they scored seven points, the Saints 28 last week against the Patriots. And then Danny Dimes, while he has statistically been pretty solid this year, is still the most turnover-prone quarterback in the NFL and has a, rep- a well-earned reputation for that. So when you take that to, you know, have the defense spot the offense three to ten points, depending on, you know, what kind of turnover it is and what the field position they get, and then the fact that the Giants are just generally not a good team who haven't really been able to do much of anything on either side of the ball, I don't see how you take anybody else. Yeah, I think that the, the other side would be, that the Giants almost won in Washington against the football team. I don't think you can compare the football team to the Saints. Uh, they are much better coached. They have a weapon at running back that the football team absolutely does not have. What's your number five best pick of the weekend? So number five, I'm going to go with the Broncos to cover and beat the Ravens. Broncos are favored by 1.5. They're at home. And I mean, listen, this is a, I think this is going to be one of the most popular bets of the week. The Ravens needed a, an NFL record field goal to beat the Lions. Now the Lions have been chippy. They've been surprisingly good, but at the end of the day, the Ravens did not look like the same team that beat the Chiefs a week prior against the Lions. And I'm more inclined to think that they're closer to the team that beat the Lions than the team that beat the Chiefs because Lamar Jackson is the guy. If you can shut down his running game and make him pass, and everybody says that's the classic formula to stop him, that I'm not going to say that Lamar Jackson can't pass, but without any other running backs, if you stop shut down their running game, then it turns into an all-passing attack. And the Broncos have a really good secondary, especially that rookie they have, Patrick Sertain. I think that... Vic Fangio is a smart defensive coordinator. He's going to be able to make the Ravens become one-dimensional. And while Justin Tucker does a feast on this mile-high air, I can't see the Ravens pulling one out of their hat again. Yeah, I, I, I like the pick. I do think that Denver's going to win this game, but I have a thing about picking against or with Vic Fangio because he just wants to get it to halftime at like 10 to 7, and he wants it to be boring. It's it's a classic situation where in the they're in the late window and you bet one side or you take the over and it becomes abundantly clear that the plays that the game is going to come down to the, like the last three minutes. So I think we could be in that situation here. I absolutely do not think that Baltimore is going to go in there and boat race him. I think that they kind of played to the top potential against the Chiefs. I'm not so sure they're going to look as bad as they did last week against the Lions, but I do predict this to be a four-quarter game, and we could be sitting here a week from now being like, are the Broncos for real? That'd be a really big surprise for me. 
it would be a kind of a big surprise, but from the from the betting standpoint, the fact that the line is only 1.5, I can easily see this game being decided by a field goal, but 75% of the time when the game is decided by a field goal, it's going to end up with a final score of greater than two points. So I feel really, I feel this is a pretty reliable, reliable bet. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think uh, it's almost trying to trick people, but we're going to go ahead. I think that, I actually think there's going to be a lot of money on the Ravens. And I think Vegas is really going to need this game uh, for, for Denver to win. And I will gladly hope that they do for your sake, the fourth best NFL bet of the weekend. This one's near and dear to my heart. I'm picking the lions. I'm picking the winless Detroit lions, getting three points at soldier field. Perhaps one of the last times they'll actually be playing football in the city of Chicago, RIP to, to that situation potentially, but the lions, you said it, they they're frisky. They are very frisky. Like Dan Campbell's team is not a bunch of pushovers. They got down by 31 points against the Niners in week one fought back to cover an eight and a half point spread. They gassed out against the Packers on Monday night football, but they had a 17 to 14 lead in the third quarter on that one. And then last week they outplayed the Ravens for 59 minutes. I like them going in there. I really hated what I saw, what Matt Nagy created offensively for Justin Fields, just like everybody. I don't know if that gets turned around in a week. And if you're going to give me an extra field goal in a divisional game in the post, I predicted the Lions win 16 to 14. So I would say go ahead and sprinkle a little on the under on this one as well as a bonus. Yeah, I mean, listen. These are two not very good teams, but the Lions, for all of their flaws, know who they are. They're a scrappy team that tries to squeeze points out of their offense and hope the defense doesn't screw up too bad and everybody's just out there trying their best. The Bears have no idea what they're doing right now. We don't even know who's going to be starting on Sunday. If Matt Nagy trots out the same abomination of a game plan he did with Justin Fields last week, then the Lions might win by multiple touchdowns. That's how bad that was. But it could be Nick Foles. Andy Dalton could make a miraculous recovery from his bone bruise and start. We have no idea what's going to happen there, which means the Lions at plus three underdogs is a, you know, that's that could, that line could change if the uncertainty keeps coming. So as of right now, I like the Lions a lot. I think that, you know, like you said, it's a divisional game. It's going to be close. It's going to not be very good football. But Dan Campbell's squad, they're getting close to getting a win there. For the number three bet this week, I am supremely confident in this one. It just isn't the best bet of value for anybody, is that the Bucks are going to cover against the Patriots as the away team. The Bucks are 6.5 favorites, which is a lot. But here's the deal. Both Bill Belichick and Tom Brady want to win this game more than they've wanted to win any game in their entire career. If you had to take a head coach or a quarterback for that kind of game, which would you choose? You choose the quarterback every time because that guy is actually doing stuff on the field. And as Patriots fans well know, Tom Brady plays angry after his team suffers a lifeless loss. The Bucs looked pretty lifeless after the second like quarter of the Rams game last week. Tom Brady's going to come out pissed off. And then you have all the other motivation that's going to come out this week that has been building for this week. I don't need to explain the storylines to anybody. 6.5 touchdown. I mean, I think they're winning by at least a touchdown. I wouldn't be, I predicted in the post that it's a 20 point blowout. 
I don't see a universe in which the Patriots keep this close. And the fact that it's only a 6.5 line is makes sense, you know, from a betting perspective, but it's the, maybe the easiest bet of the week, if not the most valuable. Yeah. I think if we went back to square one, thinking about this game, I would want to know how, by how many touchdowns the Bucks are going to be favored in this game because it, I, if they put the line at like 13, I still might take Brady because I do agree that it's going to be a multiple touchdown victory for Tampa Bay. And there's another reason he can set the all-time passing record during this thing. He can run up the score. Like we're going to see something special here. I would fully anticipate the Bucks getting to 35 points. Matt Jones is not capable of that type of performance on offense. No matter how well everybody plays, he's just not going to go out there and sling it to a level with Brady. So I don't think that this one is going to be particularly close. I would hammer the over because there's going to be no easing into the final minutes on either side. But I really like this pick. I know that it's going to be hard for you personally to watch that, but just remember all the good times that you had with this guy. I mean, nobody feels sorry for Patriots fans who have to come, who have to sit there and watch Tom Brady dominate his old team. You got all the success. There's so many people out there who never got to enjoy it. So don't cry because it's over smile because it happened. Yeah, no, I'm not out here looking for any pity, but I will say this is my final note on this particular topic is that anybody who's paid attention to Tom Brady's career over the last 20 years knows that this game only ends one way and it is an ass whooping. All right. The game I'm most confident in this weekend is a real dog baby of a matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Thank God. For gambling because without it I don't think anyone would be interested in this game I'm going to say it right here the Bengals are giving seven and a half points to the Jags but I'm really worried about Trevor Lawrence maybe not really worried but like a little bit worried because where is the thing where is the thing that made this guy the best quarterbacking prospect in 20 years or whatever you wanted to hear about it where is urban meyer with an entire offseason figuring out how to use this guy conversely you look over at the field you see joe burrow he hit the nfl running he was productive right away in year two he's got his team at two and one they played some good opponents they moved the football he's capable of making all the throws i worry and I wonder if Lawrence is going to look like Burrow in his second year. I don't think it's a given. The Jaguars, too. I think that it's being undervalued how much pressure is on this team internally. Urban Meyer is not used to losing, right? We all know that. And he could have understood what it was going to be. You know, we always say he understood the assignment. I don't know if he understands the assignment and he might not like the assignment, but he's sick of losing. So I think two things can happen when the head coach is really sick of losing, right? The team can respond and come out with a lot of fire and fix that problem for him, or it could grow friction. Everybody gets frustrated. They lose sight of the big picture that this is a rebuild and things get really sideways and the rebuild gets slowed down. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I have a lot of concerns about Jacksonville. And I think we're going to be sitting here next week 
after another double-digit loss in which Trevor Lawrence looks extremely pedestrian and wonder, huh, there's an old commercial. Where's the beef? That's it. The Jaguars are the where's the beef team, and Trevor Lawrence is the where's the beef quarterback to this point of the season. Yeah, I think you covered why we should not believe in the Jaguars at all, and I'm not sure I necessarily agree with all of your overarching Trevor Lawrence takes, but it has not been an encouraging start to the season. I will address the other side of this, which is I think the Bengals' offense is actually like that good. I mean, they beat the Steelers last week, which as of now does not look like a massive accomplishment because me and you could probably play deep cover two against Ben Roethlisberger as it stands and have a reasonable amount of success. But even with the injuries, moving the ball against that defense is not particularly easy, and they scored 24 points. Not a huge scoreboard, but definitely enough to cover. And I think that in this particular scenario, they're not going to—they're going to have a much easier time moving the ball against the Jaguars. And Joe Burrow has already figured out that if anything goes wrong, just throw it to Jamar Chase, and that was worked out pretty damn well so far. And I anticipate it working out even better against a Jaguars team that just traded their most talented cornerback. All right, the moment we've all been waiting for, the number one, the best, the primo NFL pick, NFL bet of the week belongs to? It belongs to the Raiders covering and beating the Chargers. The Raiders are 3.5 underdogs because they're the away team. Now, we all know that that's not really true when you're playing the Chargers. We all saw what happened when the Cowboys came to town against the Chargers uh, two weeks ago now. It was absolutely loaded with Cowboys fans. Now, Cowboys fans do travel very well. Raiders fans aren't the same, but it's also not that far from Vegas to L.A. So this is essentially a neutral site field at best. The Raiders are undefeated. They have their problems. They have their flaws, but they still have found a way to win every week. And that offense is super legit. Derek Carr has put it together. Their weapons complement each other beautifully. And the Chargers offense is really good. And I'm not sure how good the Raiders defense is. But at the end of the day, Brandon Staley, Los Angeles' head coach, got lucky beating the Chiefs last week. There's no two ways about that. He went for it on fourth and nine after a delay of game penalty pushed them back to fourth and nine and got away with a pass interference penalty. That's the only reason the Chargers won that game. I don't think, I believe in Justin Herbert. I think he's great. I don't think this team is ready to win games against an undefeated team like the Raiders right now. And I think a 3.5 Chargers favorite is insane. I think this is the best value because at worst, we're looking at a very close Chargers win here. And at best, I think it's a Raiders blowout. Yeah. And the Chargers, you know, they're coming off, you know, an emotional game. Right. And you, and you worry about a letdown. I agree. I, I, Derek Carr is good, man. Derek Carr and John Gruden, like John Gruden, we might be in a situation where we're apologizing to Gruden for getting it wrong because like this team looks pretty good. And every single week I'm kind of like, eh, I don't believe in them. I think they're legitimately good. They're certainly good enough to take a bunch of extra points, right? Like, it just doesn't make sense. This is a game, I totally agree. Look, the line is fishy, and that's always concerning to gamblers. But sometimes it's just obvious, right? And I think that, like, you can't feel bad if you take the Raiders and they lay an egg. I mean, I think that's a very good calculated risk. You look at the best value on the board. I 100% agree that it's this. Uh, I would take it a step further and I would say, let's go ahead and throw a little bit of uh, money on the money line as well, because I think there's a real chance that they walk away 
with the victory. All right, Liam, we'll have to see how we do this weekend. Those were the seven best NFL bets of the weekend. We're going to be doing this every single week as an excuse for us to come on, brag about our record, beat our chest, feel good about one thing in our life. Keep it tuned to the big lead and subscribe to the best of seven podcast. I'm Kyle Coster. That's Liam McCune. <laughs>